Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your Monday? It is nice. It's a good fall time here in Indiana. Uh, we're we're getting the the touches of the leaves changing. Um, out, I'm not sure. Out in Washington, do they have broadleaf trees, or is it all like conifers and pines? It's it's much more con- uh, coniferous. Con- much well, however, I want to say that. It's mostly conifers, okay. um, but there are some deciduous trees here as well. I did see some colors changing when I uh, went through, not through the mountains here, through the mountains like uh, two or three weeks ago, maybe. Well, there, um, I think there's like a two-week period in Indiana where it's the most beautiful place in the country. I mean, I won't say that in Indiana all the time, but just for these two weeks... And it's a very short two weeks. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's coming mm-hmm. up. It's usually like the first or second week of October. So we're anytime, any day now, everything's going to explode. And then all at once, it dies like a cartoon and all the leaves go, whoosh, just fall down and it's brown, gray. It's terrible. Yep. But we got two weeks yep. left, but we're fine. Yeah. I remember that from when I was a teenager um, <clears throat> and I used to drive through the sort of rural northern indiana a lot more like on a several times a day basis yeah um it's a whole different story but i would be able to see like particular trees um you know there were some that were really that would get you know really bright red and you're right it does not last long yeah but it's but you know what you have to enjoy a thing when it when it's here and 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 that's what we're it's, it's yeah. kind of it's been nice out. we're right now in indiana as we like always like to talk about our weather dennis uh it's we're we're going from 55 to 90 that's what we've been to. today was like 57 to 87 maybe 89 so it's yes yeah, it's awesome time to be like sick yeah that's right? <laughs> how people get sick with <laughs> right today today here it's raining again though i i don't see any more forecast for the rest of the week but the span from low to high was 51 to 56 super narrow huh. uh uh, span but it's getting pretty cold at night down into the high 40s and then not really getting uh i think by the end of the week got a high of uh in the high 60s almost 70 um but it's it's been pretty cool and i don't uh i don't mind that but i will be i'm moving again this upcoming weekend not going too far but down on the other side of Seattle um, for a week and then and then heading back down well not back down but heading down into Oregon, California uh, a week in Nevada and then back over to Texas awesome over the next how, how far next, how far uh, south are you going to go down is Texas your, your furthest um, Texas is about on a straight line um, there are some parks in the network or resorts that are in Arizona around like um, uh, Yuma and um, oh, what's the what's the one I'm thinking of? Casa Grande, Casa Grande. I don't know how you say that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, all of those are like retirement RV parks. You have to be uh, 55 or older to to book a reservation you're getting there dennis you're not there yet but you're getting there yeah just another <laughs> another 
12, 13 years. Um, Be here before you know it. Yeah, right. Um, And yeah, for a minute I was like, oh, that'll be a good stop on my way from Vegas out back to um, San Antonio. And then I tried to make the reservation. They're like, you know, user does not qualify. Whatever. I'm like, ah. Well, if you you ever get into Southern California, you're going to tell me. I'll make a trip out there. We'll hang out. Because it's a... That's one of my favorite places down there. Uh, yeah, there are some. I think I'm staying in one in the outskirts of L.A. But oh, nice. Like north north outskirts. Yeah. Like I didn't want to try and get. I think there are a couple down by the San Diego area. Yeah. Um, Both those areas. Generally, yeah, they're usually well out of like city centers. Right. Yes, of course. Um, of course. Though the one in Vegas appears to be, like, right in the city. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I always forget that Las Vegas is this gigantic city. Yeah. Um, You know, in the movies, you just think of the strip. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's some hotels, some casinos, and that's it. But there's a whole it's a whole sprawling... I mean, they're in the middle of the desert, so, of course, the city spread out, you know, uh, horizontally well, they're in instead this, of... There's also this great big bowl valley type thing. I've, I've flown in there. I've only flown mm. to Vegas... And it just, you know, you go over these big mountain cliffs and then there's this flat, big, huge, long area of this massive city and then just surrounded by mountains on all the sides. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've been to the airport once as a layover, but that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get out. Of, I didn't leave the airport. Same, so. same. same. Uh, I just see outside and see all the cool stuff. And, and it was always during the summer, the two times I've been here to Vegas and it's just... Like you can see the the ground melting as you're looking outside. It's, it's so darn hot there. Um, the, but the I, I do, so, I do, yeah. I do somehow believe uh, from the reputation that Vegas has that that they would have an RV park in the city. Uh, it makes seems True. some kind of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I uh, I keep wanting to make a another trip. I'm, you know, you know how I am. I get I get anxious by sitting around for too long. So. I'm I already antsy. Yeah, antsy. That's it. I'm, I'm looking for another thing. I keep I keep eyeballing visiting our our friend Fox and Marcus. I'm doing a an East Coast thing, but you know, as it gets closer to winter, I, I my mind drifts to go back out west and, and enjoy some of that sure. California time. Um, yeah, I'm I'm coming back to Indiana. Um, I mean, I'll probably drive up and then go back to Texas after. But I'm coming to Indiana for the holidays mm-hmm. and then. My tentative plan um, through winter and as we get into next spring is to go back out east again. Um, I might make it down probably to visit my brother in Florida and then go back up into Virginia, New England area and maybe be nearby whenever Fox throws a big party or flies on. I might make it there for the... (laughs) I might make I might make it there for the Oscars, oh, Oscars his Oscars right, party yeah. or something. The Oscar he's, time. He's very excited to show off his theater room. Right, you got to so. see that he's got that in the game room thing happening. That'd be cool. So yeah, I'm I'm considering making one of those runs and doing a flight over there and then hanging out for a couple of days with him and his family, and then going head up north to to New York. I do. There's so much to to explore in New York, and uh, I'm. I mean, those who know me know that I'm an extrovert as it is, so I like being where people is. It is are, um, 
And I, you know, I just, just like see a co- just like Ariel, just like right, just be like be Ariel. Where people are. Be where the people are. Um, well, we just watched our movie this last week, and Aquafina's character lives in New York. And there's a couple mm. shots as she's walking on the street or going in the subway, and it's in the evening, getting ready to sunset. And I'm like, man, I liked just being in the area. In New York, it wasn't necessarily for me always about seeing all the sights. It was just sitting in an area and being in that space. Like, that's my favorite thing about, mm. about Central Park is I just sit in the benches and watch all the crazy stuff that kind of – not crazy stuff, like the big balloon people and the bubbles and, you know, people walking the interesting dogs. And there's a skyscraper peeking over the tops of the trees and, you know, then sitting down – um you know, on a bench somewhere in the middle of a crazy stuff or eating a pizza. Uh, I just like that kind of stuff where there's like thousands of people around. Um, so maybe I'm kind of jonesing for that stuff. And we've got, I, I always keep saying I got to visit our buddy Marcus who lives over there too. So I need to get out there. Right. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's cool. You're going to be making your, your trips around for the, for the winter and maybe get back to NASA again at, at your uh, cool space shuttle park that you you visited yeah i don't i don't know if i'll go back to any of the nasa parks but i i do want to look into uh there's one in california like in pomona or anaheim or something yeah um i think it's just a it's like an, an a research lab but you're gonna go out to white uh, sands might... and uh area 59 area 51 i i don't know that's in new mexico i think so um yeah, the the there's a big drive um between Arizona and San Antonio, right? It's basically the whole western half of Texas is just barren. I mean, there's stuff there, right? El Paso and stuff, but um as far as places to stay, for me there's there's not very much. So, I'm mostly just going to be kind of trying to get across that, but uh, yeah, I might look into that. Let's see if, um, there's anything, any interesting stops along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going out West is just a whole ton of stuff out there. So, but, but yeah. as we've mentioned before, it's so far apart, <laughs> you know, hours yeah. and hours and hours drive, but just need like a little mini plane is what, what you need. Um, <laughs> so we mentioned, um, the Aquafina thing. I know it's early on the thing, but, uh, let's talk about our, our, this week's movie early. Every every week, the last couple of weeks, you say that you're like, let's let's start the movie earlier, and it gets earlier in the show every time you do. <laughs> every time we're gonna next week, it's gonna be right off the bat. Like, hey, let's get into our show. People are listening. They're like, what? We're we're only ten minutes in. We wanted to listen to them ramble on about the weather for another twenty <laughs> minutes. Right. All right. All right. Okay, this week we watched The Farewell from 2019, uh, starring Aquafina, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I recognized a couple, um, the 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 dad and a couple yep. others looked um, familiar. Looked familiar, like I'd seen from other things, but you know, it's like. It's like a lot of things they're you know, it's like um native uh indigenous actors or um some of those ethnicities, like there aren't a 
terrible lot of them in in Hollywood, you know, that are mm-hmm. fluent in English and that and that get a lot of acting roles. So you see them in a lot of things. Right. Which um, reminds me, I, I when I show I've seen that was really big was Crazy Rich Asians. And I and I really should watch that show. I need to watch that. I heard it was really good. Mm-hmm. Was that like two years I, ago or something like that? And I think I Aquafina heard that. Was in it. I heard that as well, but I've I've also not seen it. Yeah, I need to watch that. Well, yes, uh, I can never see his, see his name right. I think it's Z Ma is is the the dad. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in other things as well, like you said, but I can think I don't think I've seen anyone else uh, of this one. Uh, but Z Ma's been in like uh, just a ton of stuff from like Rush Hour. Things, and, yeah, um, he's I think he's in the voice in Rush Mulan. Or he's in Mulan, the new Mulan, one. the new Mulan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's excellent. Uh, Aquafina is pretty good in general. I, I like, I can't say that there's a film that she's been in that I haven't liked even her voiceover work. I, she's got a very distinctive voice and she's kind of playing her true character, but I generally like it. So this one, same way, except, um, it, this wasn't a movie that fits the character person of Aquafina. It fits Billy, the character, but not the actress. Hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like every other role that I've I, seen her in. Um, sure. I could see that. So I don't know. So, I don't know that I've seen, that I have seen her in anything else besides Shang-Chi. Sure. Um, so I don't know. Well, she, she is kind of lighthearted and bubbly and, and cool. And that's kind of who she is as Billy in this thing. But it's it's that person in a very dark, sad chapter of their life. So it was kind of a weird juxtaposition to kind of sure. see those things go together. Um, and yeah, I just saw her in Rainfeld recently, which I just watched that one, and it was meh, it's fine. Uh, but she was good in it. She was her normal self. Uh, sure. Okay, so what'd you think of this film? You have not seen it before, and I had not seen it before. I think you had a recommendation from another podcast you'd seen or something. Yeah, um, um, back when uh, Geek Scholars Movie News was still going, and I think Fox still does this on um, on LRM Online sometimes, but he would do these short recommendations uh, called What to Watch This Weekend. Um, and this was one of those, and it sounded interesting to me. I, you know, I like learning about cultural things and, um, you know, the way that people interact and and communicate and and all those things but i also knew you know the theme the uh, the story and you know it's 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 been on my list unwatched for a long time because i'm like uh i don't i don't know if i'm in the mood for one of that something we we said we said this before we got to have a term for this that got to be in the mood for shows right like you want to watch them but you just got to be in the right mood right sure yeah. yeah, and and this is one of those I can for, see for sure. It, uh, I don't think it's any kind of spoiler or jumping ahead. It's enough to say that I probably won't watch it again. But I don't mean that in a bad way. There's a lot of sh- really great movies that I won't watch again, even though I'm a repeater because I got them. They had they were for an emotional impact for a certain reason. They gave me that, and sometimes you going back almost cheapens that experience type stuff. And I, this mm-hmm. is kind of one of those, right? Yeah, um, it's it's like um, the the quintessential example of that I use is Schindler's List. Schindler's List, right? Yeah, right. F- fantastic, powerful movie 
not a rewatch it every year. Um, right. No. Yeah. Perfect. Kind of yeah. Thing. Perfect example. Uh, Maybe no, for I, somebody, but not for me. Right. So, and this one deals with cancer. This is awkward. The, the premise of this one, for those who are just joining in, um, a Chinese American, not Chinese born American, but a Chinese American uh, lady. I think she's in her early thirties by the name uh, of Billy played by Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Um, they find out that her grandmother who lives in China and has lived in China her whole life, um, it has an advanced form of cancer with no cure. And they give her about three to four months to live. And right. so in Chinese culture, they tell the family and not necessarily the patient um, right. of the diagnosis first. And then the family can decide whether to tell the person. Now, I don't know if that's a typical thing or just a, a thing that happens occasionally when like that family members know or that the person wouldn't find out the information themselves. But in this the, particular case, the, it, it was that she didn't know that her sister was there and her sister was given the diagnosis. Yeah. The, the movie makes it seem pretty clear that, that this is common practice, tra- you know, traditional like cultural thing. I mean, even when, when she talks to the doctor, the young doctor, um, you know, they, they have, they all have a kind of similar experience and it's just, and it's just a part of their culture that, um, I think I alluded to this last week, but, um, Aquafina's character, Billy, having been raised mostly, I think she, they say she was like six, she was six seven, she six, her, yeah. six, six when they went to the States. <clears throat> so she's mostly grown up in the U S with Western culture um, and she, you know, really struggles with this, this concept. Yeah. Um, and that that's the, that's actually the whole crux, crux of the show is that the grandma doesn't know that she has cancer and is dying. She knows she was right. sick, went to the doctor, her sister got the diagnosis, did not tell her, told her it was some kind of thing that they mistook and she just had a cold. Um, but so evidently the crux of the show is that in china there is a thing that the family will often not tell her and that they take on the burden of sadness because they I, there was the saying um when you people die from cancer they die from the fear of cancer or something like that when they find out they have cancer right. they die oh it's when they fi- find out they have cancer they die from cancer it's not that the cancer it kills them it's the fear of cancer um yeah or the fear of dying i guess um, so they 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 somehow will often think that it's best to not tell them that they're dying and let them live their lives worry free for for whatever. And that's and mm-hmm. that's a, the big point of this this movie is you know that's a as you said a cultural difference between the West and the East here. That's one of the many, uh, and it, this delves into that. Now, one thing that I find a little interesting that they don't really address but I think it's kind of important to the whole situation isn't just that the family is the one that tells them it's that doctors I'm assuming in China don't tell the patient what their diagnosis they tell their family members what the diagnosis mm-hmm. is so if you yeah. go and you have something wrong and you go to get checked the doctor doesn't come and tell you first they go and tell somebody else which that seems weird. I feel so weird that they would hide that, that they would be able to hide that from someone. Right? Yeah. Well, they 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 do address it in one scene 
when um aquafina's character says that it in the u.s that would be illegal yeah and and i appreciate i really appreciate that scene that they, she brings that up mm-hmm. like that you you're supposed to tell the person right the doctor's are being paid to tell the person and not necessarily the family. And I know it's a cultural differences, but that's, that was very disjarring to me that I would go say it was in China. I would go to find out what's wrong and that the doctor would lie to me or not tell me the thing. In the case of the young doctor, he straight up lies to her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I can say my opinion on that without just talking to show. I think it's a load of bull. I'll just say that right now. Um, because I, all of the very well done and very well positioned arguments that the family had for it, uh, very emotional, very well said, very well articulated. I still think did for my own self doesn't hold any water um, because it's other people making decisions for you instead of you making the decision. Um, because in in their case, they they said that. It's about community in the East that we're all part of a whole um, and it's not your life and you get to make that this thing. It's all of us and we all bear the burden of it all together um, instead of just one person. But by not including that one person, it's huge. I think hugely disrespectful and very damaging. Granted, they're not going to know until two months before. But for example, I would want to know. I wouldn't live my remainder of three months in sad, terrible fear. I would go out and live it to the fullest that I ever had. And if someone told me like a week before I was getting ready to die that I had this thing and they knew about it for three months and I could have gone out and lived my life better, but instead I just ate, you know, Totino's pizzas and watched reruns of Star Trek, I would be really upset. (laughs) Right? Sure. So I... That that's my two cents on this topic because um, it it did bother me a little bit, but I appreciated this was a cultural difference that I was completely unaware of. It's a real, very real thing, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, it's I'm a Western person saying my own opinion on it, but I I feel that opinion doesn't come from the West or my Western upbringing. It as Aquafina struggles with, it's that it's a human thing. That's a human respecting an individual human person's feelings and that's where aquafina struggles with it a lot um i think or i say billy the character Mm -hmm. um so and and a lot of the other characters do you know they're they're struggling with wanting to tell her a lot um anyway uh the movie itself very well acted all the people all the characters were very very different from each other um very real and like the mom was not a nice person per se not an evil person. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of a, I don't know, tore down person, a very normal person. The dad, same way, had his thing. I liked when the dad and the uncle got to drink, right? <laughs> they <laughs> argue. Or how the sure, family would yeah. bicker, but not in a very differently cultural kind of way, um, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, and again, it was weird seeing Aquafina, who's typically a upbeat, lively person, always being downtrodden and sad through the whole time. That was. Yeah. I mean, even. Even in the the opening in the in the first act, like her life is not going great in general. Like she's like yeah, she she has emotional turmoil because of this situation, um, but she was not, you know, super carefree, worry free before that. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I don't know what much more to say about this one too much, except that, I mean, it's good. It, that, that's the best thing to say about it is I can say things that I don't like, but there's nothing wrong. The, the directing's good, excellent. The writing's excellent. The performances are wonderful. Um, wonderful in that they're normal. They're not like, you know, the Braveheart speech or, um, you know, that ride of the Roharim happening epic things or anything. It's but it's sure. very real people in a very real situation. Uh, for me, it's definitely not my kind of show because those are hard, real world things that we have to deal with. And my always thought is in life is that I don't like thinking about things just me personally, that I may or may not ever have to deal with that are terrible and tragic until I have to deal with those. And then it's terrible and tragic and I have to deal with those and that's life and that we work with it. But I may never ever have to have this situation, right? Where I have a loved one that I know that's going to die and I have to deal with this thing. Um, So I typically don't want to delve into that, that hardship my own mental thing. So when I watch a show like this, it's just like, Oh man, I don't want to do that. It makes me sad. And the whole movie kind of made me sad. And then every time turn because of the good performances, you're feeling sad all the time, right? Like you see the cousin just, you know, start breaking down crying because he's no, his grandma's going to die. And then the dad, you know, sitting all by himself in the corner because he's sad. His mom's dying. And then it was just so sad the whole time. And to me, that's very depressing. Uh, so it was difficult. I had to turn it off halfway through. Cause I was like, man, I'm just going to be sad and in a dark place, you know, for the mm. whole thing. And then I was like, I yeah. shut it off. And then I watched, I knew I was going to watch it today at lunch where I can be at least in a bright spot where I don't have to be <laughs> so down. Um, sure. So I, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody because of that. And, and that's, that feels like I'm knocking it, but it's, it's a fantastic show. It's just depressing and sad. That's all I really got to say about that. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I had more of a, um, um, I don't know what word to use here. Um, maybe acceptance of, of the of the cultural thing because you see like you're shown all the characters you're shown that this is a thing they do and it's not like there's no there's no malice and they even they even say mm. as much as like you know it, you know when she finds out isn't she going to be mad that you lied to her and they're like why would she she's done this like yeah. this is what we do it's not like nobody thinks none of us think about it the way you do you know the way that 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 you see it like we understand this and it's and it's you know just it's just a part of life and it's and it's clearly hard i i appreciated i appreciated the ending um i did, I did when, too i, I didn't want to say that too much see, yes. yeah i don't want to i guess i don't want to give too many details here because we didn't do spoilers but um some of the things she does some of the things that her mom does toward the end um you know, were, were a little more emotionally moving to me. Um, I have a weird, sometimes unpredictable, um, way that, 
uh, uh, you know, movies or, or TV will, will really move me emotionally where, where I'll get teary eyed or, or whatever. And, um, in a way that happens much more often than in real life, uh, or, or in reaction to real life things. Um, and most of this didn't have enough, I don't know, something. It was just, it was so much more of like, um, like, like as a, as an outsider looking in on this. So it was, it was more sort of like observational, I think like, like at a distance, um, until it got to the end and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't fantastically moving where I would recommend it to people like, um, uh, like your name, the anime movie Mm -hmm. or, um, or some of the, some of the stuff in Lord of the Rings, right. The, the, uh, um, Aragorn kneeling to the hobbits or Frodo pulling Sam out of the water, um, kind of stuff, but it did, it did to an extent make the journey feel worth it for, for watching this, this, this whole movie. I did, you know, sort of similarly, I watched it all in one sitting, but when I turned it off, I was like, okay, that's, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm glad that I watched it, but I, you know, it was like a, okay, now I'm sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, again, I, I sort of anticipated it's part of why I put it off, put off watching it for, for all this time. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's something I want I want to express. And I don't we don't I know we don't say it every week. Maybe it should be part of a, a weekly thing. Descriptor descriptor of me is that when I say that I don't like something or it wasn't for me, it I think that it has to I want to put a lot of weight onto that phrase that it's not for me. It's not to say that this isn't somebody's wonderful movie that they find endearing and it and it speaks to them maybe something that they went through there they might potentially go through or they just enjoy um uh I, I have a friend that that loves you know um true crime stuff and seeing murders and things like that and I just cannot fathom not seeing murders but you know those murder mysteries or murder right you know yeah, true yeah, yeah. true life things uh true crime. I just do not understand any of that. I don't want to see any of that stuff, but they just absolutely just, you know, engross themselves in it all the time. So just because it's not for me or I don't want to feel those emotions if I don't have to and the things that I said earlier on doesn't mean it's a bad film or that someone else won't like it per se, right? Uh, Because there is nothing wrong with this film. I can also say there's there's, uh, films about death or or sad things that are also just boring with lame characters and bad writing and just not fun in any way. Um, not this is fun, but, but, and that's not this, this is a good one. It's just not for me. Right. I want to say that with some stress on it. Um, yeah. And again, it's about cancer and, and I'm, I'm trying to think, I was just trying to think there's, there's gotta be a lot of movies that I've seen that are about death or people dying that they die in the end. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm giving, not giving a spoiler on this one, if that happens or not, but I'm saying if they die in the end that I, that I'm okay with and that maybe made me super sad, but I still really, really liked, but and, yeah, at least I know of at least one of your movie picks. That was one of those. Yeah. Um, um I don't, I well, don't we just, we just name. watched uh, what dreams may because, come and that's all about death and stuff. 
Sure, that's all about the afterlife, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and multiple people dying in that one, right? So, and that, that's an example right there, I guess, of um, the, the relationship in what dreams may come of the husband and wife dynamic and the father-son, the father-daughter relationship mm-hmm. was very, very, it, it wasn't over the top, but it's very Hollywood and that they were just so in love, right? Like soulmates. Mm-hmm. And then the kids were, you know, like him and his dad just bonded in this deep level and the, the daughter always looked up with, for the dad it was this almost hollywood-esque type way they had troubles in that movie but the thing was that there was this unspeakable over-the-top hollywood beauty and epicness of it that you know robin williams performance brings out in cuba Gooding jr and things like that this didn't have any of that because that's not what they were going for they were going for real people of realistic believable relationships expressing this thing with differences in culture with death. Right. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to present this in a very normal way. So it doesn't have those epic kind of characters or moments. It just is very normal and it succeeds at that. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, I, my, my, when there are any spoilers on it or anything, but my review is that I would not recommend it to anyone because it's, not someone I, I don't want to make people sad. Right? I, don't, I, don't like to, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Sure. I don't want to say, oh, I no, cannot mm. see myself at any point saying, oh, you need to watch this show. It's about cancer and dying and grandmas and, and you know, losing family members. I, I, I cannot see myself giving people a recommendation for that. Um, sure. But, but if they on their own chose to watch it, they won't come away from it feeling that they've wasted their time, I think. Cause yeah. Because it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to do... All right, it's week, your right? pick next. Well, I, I got to get out of that sad sad mode. I got to watch something totally different. So we're going to go old, old school. I watched these two people in... They were old, ancient reruns when I was a kid. but I've ne- And I've only seen their stand-up act, but I've never seen a film. Okay. So we're going to watch an Abbott and Costello film. film called Meet Frankenstein, uh, Abbott, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. It's like late 40s, I think, 1948 or something. Okay, um, so we're we're getting started on a little uh, Spooktober, por- Porchtober, I don't know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do some do some sort of vaguely, not, neither of us are big horror fans, but right. uh, it's some kind of spooky stuff for... Uh, yeah. yeah, I think, for the, I think for, Dennis, for the... I think this year I'm uh, I'm skipping all the scary stuff. For, for this, this I, I'm gonna, you know, I I like the uh, um, the funny, lighthearted part of the Halloween. Was it like the um, uh, Hello Kitty blow up things that dressed like a little witch or something? Like that's a very cutesy Halloween, right? I'm all, you know, cartoonish ghosts. I'm all about that. Okay, uh, sure, Nightmare sure. Before Christmas, those kind of things, but. Well, that's a Christmas movie. That's not a Halloween. Is it though, Dennis? We've talked about this. <laughs> All right. I I I say that I really have no uh, uh, dog no in that skin fight. in that game. No dog in that fight. I didn't want to allude to dog fighting. It feels problematic. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have I've my my opinion on that is not strong. I'm just repeating a thing I've heard on the internet. Yeah, I I think uh, I I am fine this year with. Skipping any kind of scary thing, unless for some reason you make me watch something scary this year, then then, then we'll. we'll I mean, at some point, it. I think they're going to make another uh, Hocus Pocus. 
<laughs> Aren't they making another Scream? Didn't we watch one of the Screams last year? Yes, that new Scream is already out. I saw Wait, it what? as an option of one of my in-flight movies. What? We yeah. we just watched a new one last year. Yeah, it wasn't new new, though. Uh, hold on, let me check. Yeah, we, we should check that because, you know, it takes like four years for a new uh, Game of Thrones movie to come out. But... You know, I, only I one knew, year for a scream. <laughs> I, well, there's a, yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot. I mean, the, the script is just <laughs> super know. simple and formulaic. The special effects are not, you know, anything. <laughs> are, are you kidding? Incredible. All the, the, the bloody attacks and right. I, people falling down. Yeah. I knew this was the newer one because it's got uh Wednesday in it. Jenna Ortega. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was an option for an in-flight movie it's uh scream six came out this year wait scream um, five was the one we watched uh maybe technically or just called scream yes. i thought didn't they just it reboot was, it it was just called scream but it was technically scream five okay it was, technically was in scream. was in 22 so yeah there was just a year between um between the the sort of what did, what did they call it? They called it a a, um, a requel. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. I knew there was a I, there was a new funny I'm, word. I'm, like I'm, I'm joke laughing, but a, it was it a, was a fun watch. I remember it being a like a reboot fun sequel. Thing. Yeah, I mean they're you know they are horror movies. There is a killer, you know, murdering, but it's but it's very meta and sort of tongue in cheek. Um, the franchise has always been. Yeah. So. Um, which I appreciate because I hadn't seen anything since the first screen. Um, anyway, anyway, that so they got a new one. Yeah. That might be one of my picks, but it's not my week. It's yours, and we were watching. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Laurel and Hardy. Who did? Who, what no, did but that's a good one. I used to when I was a kid. I used to get Abbott and Costello and Laurel and Hardy mixed up. So this was Abbott and Costello. Yeah, these are the Who's on First guys. The Who's on First, and that's that's the one I knew as a kid. I thought, oh man, I absolutely love these guys. So, but again, I was, it was in black and white on old VHS tapes or something grandma had, you know, Nick at night or Nick at night, those kind of things, you know, so I'd never, I haven't seen anything. I mean, we watched, uh, what was that other one we watched with, um, recently back in this time period, uh, Bob Crosby, Hope Hope and Crosby. Yeah. 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 Watch something like, like this area. So yeah, I'm, I like it. It's, uh. These are typically lighthearted and very kooky and, you know, hokey type stuff. So it should, this would be should be fun. Oh, nice. man. So I did watch something. I did. I made it to the movie theater this week, Dennis. Hmm. I've been kind of complaining about that Hollywood has not given us decent movies this year. Only maybe one or two. Um, and in the last month, I have what's called an AMC... Uh, Stubbs A-list membership, and mm-hmm. means you pay twenty dollars, and and you can go to any AMC theater and watch a movie for free three times a week. Right? I right. think it's a pretty good deal. But in this last month, I have not used it, and that's frustrating because if I get three free mov- movies a month, and I'm a guy that likes the movie theater, there's just been nothing worth going and watching. Now, there's been some sh- films that are out there, but. But nothing I really want to go watch again. Like I saw Turtles, I thought that was fun, but not really excited to watch it again. Barbie's mm-hmm. great, but I saw it once. Um, yeah, Oppenheimer, same thing. 
you know. I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. Yeah, and Indiana Jones. You know, I've seen it once. Um, I'm so, nervous about about Oppenheimer because it's three hours long. And I'm like, it's definitely three hours long too. Especially if if I'm kind of if I'm a little like I think where I'm at now, there's a theater like 25 minutes away, but at the last park, it was like an hour. I'm like, am I going to drive an hour one way to go watch a three hour movie? That's a big commitment oh, yeah. time five hours at um, least and then you're gonna wait dinner in there and something like that yeah yeah exactly yeah well i i will say i and we've talked about this in the past when it came out i don't know if i'd watch it not in the theater um oh, may, may, maybe if i haven't seen okay. it before but um this because it's three hours on having it on a big screen and i was really my, my review back then was that i was watched it in imax with a bunch of people and it's all around you so big and huge sound that it just constantly was in my face. So I couldn't not be paying attention to sure. it. But I, yeah. I know that if that was in the, on a little screen in front of me, I would be on my phone within five minutes. And yeah, that's what I've heard is that the like third, the last third of it is, is kind of meandering or superfluous. It just starts, it starts almost a whole nother movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole nother movie. Would, that would be hard sitting at home to to keep focus on. That's a problem I had with Dune because I watched yeah. Dune at home and I was oh like, yeah right sure this I movie get that. Is boring. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I, yeah, sure. I would say Oppenheimer is. I don't know. It's worth five hour day, five six hour day to go do, but mm-hmm. you know, it, to other people there. So anyway, that's the thing. I haven't really had something worth really watching, and it's been a little frustrating. So I went and watched uh, a film called The Creator. Uh, which I knew hmm. was coming out because I, I saw trailers. That. Yeah, yeah, in the theater. I've seen trailers in the theater, um, and I'm not going to say much about it, if anything, except that I saw it because I know that you may go watch it. So, well, maybe, or or I might go see Oppenheimer, or you might go see Oppenheimer. Uh, for me, for my money, with hands down, the creator is the one to watch. But that's me. Okay, right. Um, if you're a history buff then probably Oppenheimer is your thing. If you're a sci-fi buff, then definitely the creator. I mean, that's a, that's a clear cut, easy choice on those two things. If you like history stuff more, 100% go to Oppenheimer. If you like sci-fi stuff more, go see the creator. Um, okay. But I, I'm, I'll wait a week on talking about that one. See if you go see it or whatnot. Um, but I'm, I was just, the only thing I do want to say is that I'm glad that it's like a real movie. Um, it's hard okay. to explain that um, without yeah. giving anything away. Just it, the production was good. The characters were real characters and people believable in a sci-fi thing. Um, sure. I, the the kind of thing movies I I feel I felt like it's close to is um, you ever seen um, Neil Blomkamp did a movie uh, recently called District Nine about I don't know maybe ten years ago. Um, and about aliens, and then there was one with uh, a movie called Chappie. It was out about robots and, and AI. I I remember both of those, but I don't think I saw either of them. I think maybe yeah. I started District Nine, and it didn't didn't hold me. Like I, I was house sitting for a friend, he had it on Blu Ray, and I oh, started yeah. it. Didn't didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, the, the, it's it's very much a like this is a whole story, one story, right, with some very futuristic things in it. Um, and it okay. kind of focuses in on characters is kind of the point. Um, so, and, and, and a journey, 
a journey happens. It's a, you know, the whole movie is almost like one journey. Um, so anyway, I was glad to watch a real film and not have to be told some kind of message per se. Although there's probably a message in there some way, but it wasn't seemed to be the whole point of it. Uh, you know, so there wasn't some kind of preachiness to anything. Um, it was sci-fi, but it wasn't like, oh my God, lasers and, and, you know, teleporting stuff that I watch a lot of sci-fi things. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like that part that, that about it. So, um, and then like I said Oppenheimer for the other choices. It's obviously a fantastic, be done historical film. Uh, yeah, I I go to the um, the Regal theaters and they mm-hmm. have a you have to sign up for their thing, but it's free. It's just like their rewards program. Oh right, yeah, I think I have one. And then on Tuesdays uh, they have discounted uh, tickets. I think last week. Was it last week or the week before? I was going to go because they were showing Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, nice. Uh, Miyazaki that I've never seen. But wow. I guess the the Ghibli Fest movies aren't don't qualify for the for the Tuesday discount. And wow. I was like, I would like to see a, another Ghibli film in the theater. I don't know. I actually don't think I've seen any. I saw uh, Millennium Actress, but that's not one of his. Hmm. Um and so I've I've definitely seen anime films in the theater, but not uh, Studio Ghibli. Um, I saw and I was like, Away, I was like, and then I the would like one. that. I would like that, but I don't know that I want to go and pay full ticket price um, for that experience, and also drive um, full out there. But yeah, um, I yeah, think I like Spirited I think... Away. That, that was that was worth it. And Princess Mononoke, I think, is another one I watched. Sure, but. Uh, uh, and the the Little Mermaid one that I watched, um, what's that called? What's the one that's like the Little Mermaid? Um, Ponyo. Ponyo, that's it. Okay. Uh, pa- Ponyo was never one of my favorites anyway. I know people can swear at me now, but um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't it, care for it on the small screen. But when I watched it on the big screen, I liked it better because it sure. was more enveloping of the sound and the the peacefulness of it type stuff. So, sure. Yeah. I bet how my... I bet Howl's would be pretty good. I'd like to see uh, uh, the what's the other uh, Castle in the Sky. That's one I'd like to see. Castle in the, in the Sky. The mm-hmm. I started that one one day, but then I shut it off for some reason, and then never finished it, which happens sometimes. There it was has a time a much in my better life where Act I, One and Two than Three. I never uh, like I finished every movie that I started, but um, that is not well, true. What, what is your favorite Studio Ghibli film? I've seen so few of them that it's hard for me to say. Um, you like the wind rises, right? I liked the wind rises, though that one was um, kind of a downer. Um, it was definitely definitely a downer. Yeah, pr- yeah. Probably spirited away, but like I've seen, as I said, half of Castle in the Sky, Spirited Away, Wind Rises, and Nausicaa and Valley of the Wind. I think those are the only ones that I've seen. So I, you know, I'm sure there's some classics out there that I've that I've never seen. Um, oh yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I think I've seen a, a good amount and I know I've not probably seen, you know, half, maybe, maybe I've seen half, um, but there are like 30 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, m- my biggest, uh, embarrassment that I've not seen is not seeing my neighbor Totoro and people like swear by that one. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I got, I got to, I do have to watch that. Somewhere. No, I, my favorite is probably, um, I know that people are going to 
hate me for this, but um, Princess Mononoke. I I just like that story. I like the the animation. I love the characters and the way they're they're portrayed and just so. I mean, Spirited Away is so good and just so wonderful. But I could, maybe I've just seen it so many times um, sure. that it falls to number two. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's very very close. There's nothing that can you know go wrong with Spirited Away. It's almost a, the perfect anime for me. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, my um. My choice. I was probably going to go see the creator, but now I'm wondering if I should get um, uh, Oppenheimer before it leaves because it's getting toward the end yeah. of the run. I I do have the choice of for the creator to see it in IMAX. And oh, that's nice. That, I would do that. Uh, the tickets are like the normal tickets on Tuesdays are two are six twenty five, and the IMAX ticket is like. 1275 or something yeah. and i'm like well that's twice as much but it is imax so i don't oh, know oh man the imax i i would i would go watch imax i i have uh some of the trailers you know how they give all the little splash things like oh so and so gives it a four star rating whatever uh one of them one on the this one was like you must see it on the biggest screen possible i remember them seeing that i see that occasionally uh for the creator um, but while watching it, I definitely felt that way. I, I saw it in movie theater. wasn't right up on the screen, but about halfway through. And mm-hmm. I thought, this is a, this is great to watch in the theater. This is another good one to watch in a the theater. Not necessarily like Dune, because Dune was like made for the theater. But I just, I, I absolutely got what that person was saying. That if the bigger this screen, I think the, be- the better the movie even would have been. Because a lot of the shots are these big open vista shots with a huge sci-fi kind of ship or something and i'm like oh that'd be so cool on a imax type thing surrounding mm. me that that'd be all right. cool so all right. I, I may go back now that you say that i may drive up to indy maybe i just drive up to indy this weekend and watch it in imax <laughs> um because i'll probably watch this film again with somebody else uh you know maybe a friend or something and i can say when it comes into the small screen and i'll say hey let's watch the creator but um, I think I would miss out on watching it, you know, on a big screen like the IMAX um, if I if I don't go do that. All right, I, I'm saying too much already. I shouldn't even say more. Than that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, all right. So, what else have you been doing this week, Dennis? Um, You've been watching some see. Wheel of Time, I know, and I haven't caught up to that yet. Yep, Wheel of Time. I'm I'm really enjoying season two. Um, I don't. We talked about that at length a couple weeks ago. I don't have anything since you haven't watched any more of it. I don't have any more to say. Um, there's a lot of there's just a lot of world, a lot of world building, you know, names and places, and I I know them all, so it's hard for me to judge whether it's whether it's entertaining for a newcomer. Um, that's that's how I feel about Ahsoka. I mean, I I I know what you're I know what you're saying because yeah. I feel yeah, Ahsoka. I don't. I don't really have any strong feelings about that show because I mostly just don't care. Yeah. Um. Like I. I, I don't, believe that. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel with the. I know the time stuff. I want to. I but. know. I know very vaguely who a couple of these characters are, and nobody else. And so all of their like, there's not enough. The, the the writing is taking for granted that you know these characters already and so the there's no emotional weight 
like the the emotional weight has not been established by this show alone like it's yes. it's depending on existing context um i wholeheartedly agree and that's um, fine that doesn't you know i don't feel strongly positively or negatively um because of that i'm just like sure this is star wars and it's fine now i i actually think that's a major shortcoming of the show itself um one one i'll i'll admit i've not been a big rebels fan I watched Rebels. I've still not seen it all the way through. I'm trying to make myself watch it all. For reasons I've said in the past, I'm not a big fan of the animation. I'm just not an Ezra fan. Um, but, um, and then it didn't have, at least for the first couple of seasons, a lot. It was very episodic. So it was just kind of like a, here's your kid show of the week type thing. Sure. Um, and then, so it was kind of like, didn't feel. Almost like how... Uh, I felt about it like uh, how you feel about Prodigy, Star Trek Prodigy. It's like, I, I should watch it, but because it's Star Trek or Star Wars, but I'm not really, you know, for me. Um, and that's how Rebels felt. But I know that around season three, it kind of shifted into being more like they're part of the rebellion now. And it's starting to have, you know, meaty stories and through lines and things like that. But I never really got to a lot of that. So going into Rebels, I also don't necessarily have a big, like, emotional attachment to the characters beyond Ahsoka herself. Um, and she's very much not like the Ahsoka that I had watched from the Clone Wars. Now, she's right. an adult, all grown up and stuff like that. Uh, and then all the characters that are in it really rely on you having some kind of emotional attachment to them from previous stuff. And as you said there isn't anything anywhere that shows us or gives us that. So yeah. when you see Ezra, spoiler alert, at some point you see Ezra and she gets, a, she goes this whole thing Sabine does to try and find him. And when she finds him, Oh, they're like hug and stuff and exciting, but I don't know who this guy is. Why do I have any <laughs> care about right. finding him? Yeah. Right. And Thrawn the same way Thrawn has had, had this big menacing thing and the, peripheral of the star Wars extended universe since um, the first book called air to an empire came out post return of the Jedi. And Oh my God, he's just speakered and spoken and whispered tones from people who've been star Wars extended universe fans. But here he's not doing anything and he's not showing me why he's any kind of menace or I should care at all. So it feels like all the characters in Ahsoka are just for people who know them already. And I'm not a fan of that. I think that's a huge shortcoming. Yeah. And that's maybe that's some of the wheel of time stuff too, is that um, because I don't know them, I don't have any kind of emotional attachment and they haven't really given me a lot of, you know, story, I guess, or, or backstone. And I don't remember much about season one, but right. Yeah. That's probably part of it too. But again, I um, like you feel with Ahsoka. I, I don't feel any, I'm, bad or good towards it just kind of there yeah um yeah what else i had some shows i've been watching um have we talked about a comedy series called ghosts i don't think so so this is one that our buddy pete recommended uh just just in general on the discord um <clears throat> It's a British English uh, series. They did make an American, a U.S. version 
um, started about two years after the after the original. Um, and unlike The Office, and I'm sure there are other shows that are remade. Um, I've heard this about House of Cards, but I never saw the original House of Cards. Um, people say that the story, I don't know if you watched House of Cards. I did not. No. Um, the the motivations and the story make a little more sense in in British politics, supposedly. Mm. Um, okay. But again, I've never seen the original. Um, anyway, the premise of Ghosts is that a young couple, um, the wife's grandmother dies, or her great aunt, or something, and she inherits this old manor house, right? And they're, you know, it starts with them, like, apartment shopping, and it's terrible, because it's apartment shopping. In the original, I think it's there in London, so it's terrible, and in the... Okay. In the in the American version, it's New York, so it's terrible. Okay, um, and so they've got this house, and they're like, "Oh, we'll, you know, we'll sell it, you know, and then we'll have money, or maybe, you know, maybe we'll live here." Um, but they get there and discover that um, the house is haunted; it's full of ghosts, and the wife can see them and hear them and talk to them but nobody else can okay and in the in the original so i i probably didn't complete that thought the original is much better um unlike unlike the office the american version which i really wanted to like because the wife is played by rose mciver who was the lead in i zombie um, oh yeah yeah you like that show right i i really like her but so much of the like they're the characters are very similar but changed in certain ways that just make them less funny it's like every mass produced american sitcom that is just like it's maybe funny once there's like one funny joke in a whole episode and the rest of it is just bland mm. um but I've been watching the original. I just finished the second season. Um, one of the gimmicks that they're doing is that um, the the ghosts have to stay within a certain range of where they died. Um, and so there are people, the ghosts are all from different eras, right? There's oh, okay. yeah. a Yeah, there's a sort of corrupt politician um, from the eighties, I think maybe late eighties or early nineties. Okay. Um, there's a, a boy scout troop leader from a little bit earlier. Um, I try to remember what order they go in chronologically cause they go back. Right. Um, there's a, uh, Victorian, um, lady, right. She was the, the lady of the house in the Victorian era in the 1800s. Okay. There is a sort of foppish um, um, poet character who is um, around that time, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, oh, I also skipped. There's a um, there's a military. Uh, I think he's World War Two, um, one or two. I I, I forget. Um, but there's a there's a military officer. He's like a lieutenant or captain or something. Okay. Um, 
and what else? There's a there's an Elizabethan era, like Shakespeare um, era guy who was beheaded. So he's always like you'd see the body or the head, but never at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, around around the same um, um, era, like I don't know, seventeen eighteen hundreds. There's um, a black lady who was maybe a maid. I don't remember her backstory. They they don't the, you know they don't give a lot of details. Like some of it comes up various times. But okay. there's her. There's a either I don't know if she's Scottish or Irish. She might be Welsh. Um, woman who was burned as a witch. Right. So yeah. whenever that would have happened in in England, it would have been like 1500s, maybe, maybe not that far back. Um, and I think she's the furthest back until you get to a caveman. A caveman. OK. A caveman. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I and do so enjoy that all these ghosts are hanging out. I'm 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 down with that. Yeah. They're they're just stuck there and they've been together like sometimes they'll do flashbacks to some of the some of the characters dying and all the ones chronologically before them are still there right like they've been there all this time and watched like the house get built and change names and you know the the culture changing there but they're trapped here so like there's some things that they know but they can't like um you know they're always having uh the wife put on like open the laptop so they can watch videos and you know learned what happened in the war and um stuff like that there's just a lot of really funny um sort of gags and and um interactions between the character and then there's the husband who knows about the ghosts but can't see them right (laughs) and so and and there there's so there's they'll often you know fall back on the old like she's you know the wife is trying to do something to talk on the phone or they're trying to um set up the house as a venue for weddings and you know people are trying to talk to her but the ghosts are all around like given their two cents and so she's you know reflexively responding to them and people are like what they think she's talking to them because they you know they don't <laughs> see the ghosts um right. that old that old gag but um it's pretty funny awesome that sounds that sounds like a a very happy show it's it's a nice like half hour so many of the things i'm watching are like 40 minute to an hour Mm -hmm. episodes yeah and so i've gone back i i dropped off this one for a while and i went back because i'm like i just want something like 24 minutes that i can watch while i'm eating lunch um well that's that's been that's been my thing lately and one of the reasons why i've I've had a lot of uh less new things to talk about even on the show it's because uh, the things that i have been really into have been like 20 minute shows that are quick easy digestible individual episode things to watch you know and not necessarily things to talk about though you know right um Mm -hmm. i think you had mentioned watching futurama as an example you know it's not it, it may be good as a whole or lower decks almost same kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, you watch a thing, you enjoy it, but it's not like you talk about it at, at length and 
you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm watching Lower Decks. I just picked Archer back up. I'm Archer. Yes, I've been watching. I'm, the, I'm on, a, the, I'm on the previous or or second previous season. Um, they're making new Futurama, so I'm watching that, and all of those are good. Like Lower Decks continues to be great. Yeah. Um, Futurama is still Futurama, right? Yeah. They're making new jokes about the new sort of topical things like they did back in the day, but they're, you know, newer and still doing it in their funny sort of tongue in cheek way. And, um, and Archer is still Archer. Like it's still a lot of the same, just ridiculous characters. Um, it's great. What's crazy about Archer is that they, they have kept that up. Like, I mean, you, you can say that about a lot of shows like Futurama or, the Simpsons family guy that like, Oh my God, they're going for 13 seasons and they're still basically doing the same things they were doing before. Archer Mm -hmm. continues to be unchanged. The characters are still the same characters from season one for the most part. Sort of. They just as good. They are. um, I don't know that I've, if I've seen her since, since she was a baby, but the, their daughter is actually aging. She's oh, growing yeah, she's, up, yeah, she's like which, 10 or twelve or something like that now. Which yeah. cartoons don't don't normally do, right? Like they made that right. joke on Family Guy a couple times that like Stewie is just perpetually a baby, and Joe's wife is is always pregnant, right? She's right. been pregnant for like seven years now. What what's right. what's going on? Um, what what you know, man? Now I guess I never really thought about that seriously. But you're right, Archer and and her daughter are she is like twelve, I think, in that season you're watching, and. The rest of them really haven't aged, I guess, because I guess it has been at least, you know, 10, 12 years since that one it would have been 15 years since the first season. And they've not really changed much. But but I, I do. I love that show. It's great. I'm, the only sad part about watching it is it's the final season. Uh, so every episode's very much like, a, oh, no, it's one less. And they don't have like <laughs> 50 of them. There's only like nine, eight or nine. You know, it's it. So. Right. 20 minutes. A pop. And then we're done. Um New Rick and Morty comes out, I think this month, maybe next month, mm. uh, with new voice, voice sound alikes. I guess they are there. Um, Solar Opposites just replaced the guy instead of instead of um, trying to replace his voice stuff, which was really weird. Um, Royal and I can't remember his first name. The guy that was creator of Rick and Morty and the Solar Opposites, he did he did the main voice of the main character in Solar Opposites. And they replaced him with a very British guy. And Hmm. it was pretty great at the beginning of season four. I didn't know that they were replacing any of the politics at the time, what was going on or anything. Um, Right. All I know is that when season four, episode one started, um, they're aliens, by the way. Just for those listening, it's a cartoon kind of animated show with about aliens. And it's all over-the-top comedy. So nothing's taken seriously. But they, they walk in... And, um, I, the, the, the guy that's voiced by the guy that's getting replaced, he walks in and he surprises one of the other characters and they turn around and I think he gets stabs him in the throat and he's like, so I'll say quick run upstairs and get the, like the voice Elizer Ray. And then he runs back downstairs to heal him and shoots him. And then automatically he's talks British and they're like, Oh wait, we'll change your voice back. And the other character who's his husband says, no, wait, I kind of like this. And then they turn at the camera and they're like, and it's going to be this way from here on out and even in the flashbacks. <laughs> so deal with it. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. That's funny. 
That reminds me, uh, my family, when, when I was living with my family, um, we watched Last Man Standing. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Tim Allen sitcom. Yeah. Um, and between a couple of the seasons, they changed actors for one of the daughters. And mm. it wasn't even close. Like, the original daughter was kind of short, dark-haired, um, and the the new daughter, the new actress playing daughter, was like a full foot taller and like sandy brown hair and there's just nothing like nobody nobody reacts at all until one scene when um it's like the grandpa or something, Hector Elizondo he's not grandpa he's uh, Tim Allen's boss um comes over to visit and is like oh Mandy you're almost like a completely different person or something like that it's just like <laughs> yeah, like right. a throwaway joke and yeah. I'm like what what just like they didn't even try like she's looks completely different <laughs> i you know what i i have to have a little bit of respect for that though like that they just sure they, they it's it's one of that you bite the bullet and you just go forward and, and do it you know um mm-hmm. and 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 i know i i wish they would do that in a lot like with a lot of other there's other shows i know where they've kind of taken the character out or they're on sabbatical or they're you know whatever they do and they try to tiptoe around the situation out of respect or something um i i wish that more often they would just do this whole hey we're replacing it moving on type thing you, you know um I th- i'm trying to think of um one that comes to mind but i can't i can't i know well i know with black panther i was an example of that one i i wish that they had just replaced him although obviously mm. He's an amazing actor, iconic person in that role. But sure. I still wish that they would, instead of doing this whole like taking forever to re- to do that kind of a thing and do a whole interim movie that they just pull off the band aid, replace them and and move on. I I actually feel that way about any of the Marvel characters is that if they're going to do this like long series type thing and you lose a character, just replace them and move on and go something else. TV series same thing. If somebody has to go, well, you just replace them and deal with it. It's mm-hmm. fine. We'll get over it after the first or second time. <laughs> but anyway, um, I mean, they replaced um, uh, Gates McFadden in Next Generation without a problem. And changed her whole character to a different person. Said, yep, you're out of here. So they can do that with anybody. Yeah, and that the, the fans were completely fine with Dr. Pulaski. Totally fine with it. They didn't mind one bit, right? It's <laughs> great. I just actually watched a thing on TikTok with her today. I thought she'd always said that she quit, but according to her most recent thing, she was fired. And um, then hmm. from, which I didn't know. Uh, I don't know if you knew that one. I always thought she just quit for whatever. And she had said that she wasn't really into the whole thing. She didn't realize the business of acting and was just kind of like having fun with it. Enjoyed, what was it? The theater for the seat, the theater type thing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, was never really in it for the long run. And so some people didn't like that about her. So, and um, they also didn't like that. She spoke up as a female, like, you know, like, Hey, this is a, if you watch those first, that first season of the next generation, there's some crazy sexist episodes, like sure. really bad. Um, and she would speak up on those like, Hey, that's why is it that, you know, Riker goes down to a planet of all women and all they want to do is have sex with him all the time, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So they basically fired her for it. And then a couple of years later, they're like, okay, maybe we made a mistake, which is pretty cool. 
anyway, I thought that was an interesting bit of, you know, when, when people get old and they stop caring about what people think about them and they can tell the <laughs> truth finally. <laughs> start start telling the stories behind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciated that uh, a lot with that. Oh, anyway. All right. What else? Did you... Morrison? Did you watch... I can I can run through another couple shows I've been watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you watch The After Party? It sounds familiar. But it's no. a It's a murder mystery comedy. Um, no, maybe I saw it on my list when I was looking for stuff for us to watch and I just had not. Season, like, season one had the other Franco, Dave Franco. Okay. And... Um, uh, John Ralphio, I uh, forget that actor's name. Yeah, yeah. Um. Th- anyway, I just finished the second season, um, which was which was also good. Um, is that on Netflix? Uh, I think it might be an Apple. Um, That's I I I'm sure it's got to be it. I I just uh, I told you off the air. I had a. Uh, um, Sydney got a new phone upgrade. So when you get a new phone, they're like, hey, here's three months free of all your Apple services. So I'm running through the Apple shows right now. I bet you that's where I saw it. Yeah, it's Apple TV. So um, I think you'll like it. I mean, if you liked uh, Knives Out and, and the other one, it's it's not as intense. Like the murder happens before, like right at the beginning. And then they do this sort of gimmick where um, the detective interviews everybody there they're like you know nobody leaves you know until we figure out what happens and so she will interview each of them and then we'll get all the events before in flashbacks um season one was a high school reunion and season two was a wedding and what they do that's interesting is each of the witnesses tells the story a different way um and i think in the in the pilot very first episode like one of the characters starts talk she starts telling the story and the whole style of the of the show changes in in that flashback um 